This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Well, hello, everybody. This is Readers Entertainment Radio, and I am Patricia W. Fisher, and man, a lot has happened since I have uh, talked to you guys. I took a little bit of a break. We had spring break here, which turned into not one, but now three weeks, um, and I know all of you who are listening are feeling the the changes that have happened in the last uh, several weeks. Nothing, um, Nothing's the same. And um, so I'm hoping that me having this show today will help um, give you a little bit of escapism and give you some things to look for and talk about that are a little bit more lighthearted and a little bit more um, just just common ground for a lot of people. Um, so what, who I have today, he will be here in just a few minutes, is David Grumelian. He is the founder of Geek News Now. And he and I have been talking back and forth about the website, and it's a collective of all things pop culture. And so he's going to talk to us about how he came up with the idea and why and where you can find it and everything else and what it covers. So it's going to be a great thing for you guys to look at and uh, check out here soon. But in the meantime, while we're waiting for Dave to call, David to call in, um, I have a few suggestions for reading. Um, so if you love uh, great romantic suspense, I would check out Katie Ruggle. Um, she has a list of books that are way too long for me to mention here, but she has a wonderful set of books that if you would like to check out, um, you know, great romantic suspense and tension and um, chases and all that kind of stuff, hot guys and strong women, then you, know, you need to check out Katie Ruggle. It's K-A-T-I-E-R-U-G-G-L-E. And then also there's, Always the fantastic Suzanne Brockman, who has amazing, amazing romantic suspense as well. Um, one of her, my favorites of hers is called Doll, Tall, Dark, and Dangerous. Um, and it's, an, it's been around for a while, but it's always an incredible read, so you will not regret reading that one. If you're looking for something for kids, there's a great book called See You in the Cosmos. And it's by an author named Jack Chen, and it's about 11-year-old Alex who is trying to launch his golden iPod into space. And through a series of audio recordings, he'll show other life forms out there what life is on Earth is all about. But he's um, just honestly also trying to find um, where he fits in the world. And so he goes on this really cool adventure, and he finds all these really interesting characters. And it's just a a beautiful, fun, great read for your um, middle grade readers and um, those who love anything to do with space. Um, and you can find the author, Jack Chen, is J-A-C-K-C-H-E-N-G dot com. And the book, again, is called See You in the Cosmos. And for all of you who love baseball, and it's um, obviously not happening this year, but every year in April we there's um, all the – players of Major League Baseball wear the number 42. And if you're not familiar with why, it was Jackie Robinson's uh, number when he played. And so when he played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. And there's a great book called The Hero, Two Doors Down by Sharon Robinson, who is um, Jackie Robinson's daughter. And it talks about a young man who lived in their neighborhood named Stephen Satlow. Um, and he absolutely loves baseball. And then when the 
Robinsons actually move into their all-Jewish neighborhood. Um, they strike up this friendship that has lasted for decades. So it's it's very cool uh, read. It's It says here from third to sixth graders, but honestly, I think it's a great read for pretty much anybody. Um, again, the book is called The Hero, Two Doors Down, and Sharon Robinson is the author, who is also the daughter of baseball great Jackie Robinson. Um, there's another great book out for your young readers called School for Sidekicks, and it's about a kid named Evan who has always wanted to be a superhero, but he doesn't have any powers and is kind of disappointed about that. But then supervillains attack during a class field trip, and Evan survives death, a death ray and ends up at the Academy of Metahuman Operatives, nicknamed the School for Sidekicks. Instead of being a hero and fight the, fighting the bad guys, he's stuck taking banter basics and combat with dinnerware. But the school is full of, da- school of the school is full of dangerous secrets, and Evan immediately gets into trouble. Which, you know, all good um, heroes in training learn uh, and do get into trouble. He's stuck with a semi-retired has-been hero, Foxman, and his mentor, and he as his mentor, and he's blacklisted, and he's on the wrong side of the school's director. Will Evan ever be able to save the day? So again, that book is called The Academy of Metahuman Operatives and is called School for Sidekicks by Kelly McCullough, and it's K-E-L-L-Y-M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H, School for Sidekicks. And on that note, I have Mr. David here to talk to us about Geek News Now. How are you today, sir? Well, hi. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I was giving everybody some ideas of things to read while we're all having to pretty much change our entire lives during this this uh, situation that's going on. And, of course, we don't know how long it's going to go on. But in the meantime, we can keep ourselves um, somewhat entertained and, I think, intermittently distracted from the stressors of it all. Um, tell me, why did you start the website Geek News Now? Well, back in the day, I was a talk radio show host on 930 a.m. and 1160 a.m. And... I realized that there were a lot of people in uh, the San Antonio, Bear County, South Texas area that had a similar passion project to what I was doing. I was speaking geek, but on the talk radio airwaves, and a lot of people wanted to do something similar. And yeah. so I wanted to give them an opportunity. So I built that as a platform. Geek News Now is, is a platform for anybody who has a, a podcast, Twitch, gaming, streaming idea, YouTube video idea, or wants to become a, a writer of geeky articles and opinions to give them a platform to where they can make that happen. They can use my experience. They can even use my equipment if they want to get that passion project. <laughs> project that there is off the ground. And I also got really frustrated by a lot of news sources out there that were basically just nothing more than clickbait. You know, uh, seven reasons why Kathleen Kennedy will be fired from Lucasfilm. Number three will surprise you. And <laughs> right. it, was all, it was all lies and, and rumors. They were making it up just to get people's clicks so they can get money. So I wanted people to have a reliable source of news that they can go to uh, that gets the news as fast as, it, as it's published by official sources, we got it on our website mm-hmm. so people can uh, get the news quickly and reliably. Right. And you know, were you always a lover of everything geek, or was this something that happened 
in high school or college or I mean tell me your story about that well I think I've always had a little bit of geek in me uh one of my earliest fondest memories and this goes back to 19 something that far back it goes back to wow. uh, when, I, when I got my first Nintendo as a, as a Christmas gift back in the day and fell in love with video games. I mean, before that, I was an Atari lover before even that happened, but uh, Nintendo <laughs> kicked it off. Yeah. I've always been a big Spider-Man, Batman kind of guy, loved Star Wars and Star Trek. Uh, my, my older brother and I, in fact, used to stay up late at night on, on Saturdays. It was a treat for an eight-year-old to stay up. All the way to 11.30, because we got to watch Captain Picard and Star Trek The Next Generation every Saturday. So that was right. uh, kind of a fun little bonding moment between us. So, yeah, I mean, it goes, it goes way back for me. And were you, how did you get into um, being talk show host? Well, way, way, but no, uh, yeah, still kind of back in the day. I had a, I had a podcast, and it was run-of-the-mill. It wasn't anything special. Um, it was strictly covering Star Wars, and I did it in my living room with uh, an aquarium on my left gurgling and making bubbling noises, and a beagle on my right, usually snoring and making beagle noises. And, sure. Uh, so it started out just as, as a podcast, and then I took a little hiatus from that, and I'm, I'm driving around one day in San Antonio, and I notice on the weekend, there's nothing good on the radio on the weekend. Just nothing. Okay. It's all... You know how to how to change a tire or change the oil in your car and how to trim trees and how to manage an annuity and a 401k and I'm just like you know going to sleep. So I wanted to have a an actual news talk radio show for geeks because there's just nothing out there as far as radio goes, which is ridiculous because 250 million Americans a week listen to radio at some point. So I said, why not something for geeks? I approached a number right. of radio stations, and, and 9.30 was the uh, the best option I had going forward. So we started that up in 2016 and, and really kind of shook things up in a way. A lot of people didn't know what to expect from us. Uh, we didn't just sit there and say, well, I think Luke Skywalker has the best lightsaber of all. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> legit news talk. We had guests on from the Orville. We had guests on from Star Trek. We had voice actors come on. Uh, we we had a couple of Marvel guests. I mean, it, it was terrific. And every time you know news broke, we were there to cover it and provide coverage of right. events in San Antonio that normally the press wouldn't care about. You wouldn't see KTSA or KSAT cover a, a food bank drive done by the Star Wars Society of San Antonio. They just wouldn't care. So we wanted to shine sure. that light on them as well and give them, give them the credit they deserve. Well, and I think, too, uh, it, it's kind of a – it's a it's it's a feel good place, you know. You feel it. You you can go there and you can see a good story in the sense of not necessarily being controversial or, or trying to start something. It's more of a and this is something cool that happens, which is always nice to read. It, it is. It, it, we wanted to shine a lot of positivity, uh, <laughs> which we sure could use a lot of nowadays. Um, right. And there are a lot of people out there doing good, and they're doing good in stormtrooper armor. They're doing good, uh, spending hours and hours practicing uh, lightsaber fencing skills, or in the cases of, of you know Batgirl or Supergirl, they're in high heels, spike heels for six to eight hours at a time, and you know no no press wanted to cover it, so we wanted to to give them a little love and and appreciate what the, what it is that they do. Yeah, 
And I think it's important, too, because I, I think there's plenty of people out there that are like, you know what, I, I could put on my costume and I could go help somebody, you know, be that hero um, in whatever costume that would be. That's a big deal. Absolutely. Anybody can, and that also kind of ties in with what Geek News Now is doing, is that anybody can have a podcast. Anybody can do Twitch gaming. Anybody can have a YouTube series. All it takes is a webcam, a headset, and and the drive, the the courage, because, you know, it's a little little freaky getting an audience. And and then the conviction to speak your mind, the conviction to go out there and say, this is what I think agree or disagree, but I want to have uh, my voice out there. And, and, you know, we encourage that. Well, I think too, I think that's what a lot of, a lot of it is, is, well, I could do that, but I don't know if I want to put myself out there or it seems like a lot of work. Um, I think people are surprised when they start trying to film stuff and it's, it's not just one take and you're done. I mean, there's several different takes on it. And I think that surprises people. Is that what you've experienced? In some cases, yes. There are some people that are just naturally gifted with the uh, the gift of gab, so to speak, and uh, and it comes very easily to them. And there's some that uh, you know it'll take twenty to thirty hours to produce a real quality show uh, once a week. But I think the overall point is, I mean, if you want to have real production value, if you want your show to look like a million bucks, like you know Bezos or Soros is funding your project. You can do that. Yeah. You just got to be prepared to put in the work. But you can also just turn on the computer. You can turn on some free software, and you can just record yourself talking for 30 minutes to an hour and just have it be that. It can really be what you want it to be. That's the beauty of it. That's what I love about it. And it's, you know, it's as little or as much as you want it to be for as little or as often as you want to do it. And uh, when you're done, you're done. And if you're out there and you finally get recognized for your absolute brilliance and you're up there on the red carpet interviewing Gal Gadot and Chris Evans, just remember, you know, your roots and <laughs> where you came from. It's possible. I've seen, I've seen it happen. Right. Well, and I think, too, the, the big thing is to always be grateful and gracious. I mean, I know a lot of people go, oh, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, I, I think it matters. And, and people do talk to each other, and the, the industry's not so huge that people don't know. That's true. Uh, th- there is a lot of networking involved. I, I know an awful lot of podcasters, some of them that have gone to, to premieres and they've interviewed the, these A-list mega stars and, and whatnot, and, and they're still terrific to talk to. And, they, you know, they share their experiences and we share ours. And, you know, whether – yeah, you know, I still remember one of my fondest memories is um, well, maybe fondest is not the right word considering the circumstance, but it was covering uh, the <laughs> Carrie Fisher Memorial at the Alamo Draft House, where everyone got together and there were about fifty people that came out with lightsabers and uh, dressed up like Leia and all that, and some speeches were made, some tears were shed, and this wasn't you know down at the Chinese Theater in uh, Los Angeles or you know wasn't any <laughs> huge event in New York City. It was just an Alamo Draft House get together, but I'll still remember it as vividly as when I interview Star Wars stars themselves. Uh, every experience yeah. is different. Every experience is unique, and everyone is is extremely memorable. I bet. So tell me. You've got. I'm looking at Geek News Now, and if you're in, for those of you who are listening, um, GeekNewsNow.net. So uh, if you're trying to find it, and then you've got Star Wars news, MCU, 
Star Trek video games, um, Star Wars, Disney. I mean, is there anything that you have had people ask you cover and you haven't been able to add just yet? Uh, unfortunately, there's, there are only so many columns and pixels and everything that I can fill up. I have asked for more DC coverage. Uh, people want to know more uh-huh. about the DCEU, Birds of Prey, the Batman movie, Wonder Woman 1984. And I, I try to get that in there, but there's just, you know, I could only fit four columns in there, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. If I try to fit right. four, man, it would be so distorted and tiny and hard to read. So uh, DC got the, unfortunately, the chopping block. I may rotate it in, but I mean. I'm, I might swap it out for Star Trek once you know the the fervor over Picard dies down. Uh, maybe uh-huh. I'll swap it out for that. Okay, and you've also got on here too uh, for anybody that does Comic Cons. You've got the list of everything that you have so far um, about who's been canceled, who's been postponed. Um, a, a lot of good information there and links to all of the the sites. Is that are you you're constantly getting information in? about updates correct it's it's daily it's almost every single day that there's something going on that that is canceled postponed that was postponed and now it's canceled that was canceled now it's only postponed and so on and so forth and there are there are hundreds of events around the globe we've tried to incorporate uh, events in Australia and the UK and Germany and Poland, South America, North America, on every continent that we can possibly find, because we realize that this is it is a it's a global pandemic, a global phenomenon that impacts right. every corner of the of the globe, and so we try to get as much in there as we can, so that anybody, whether you're living in uh, Detroit, San Francisco, Peoria, or um, you know if you're sitting in Berlin, then you can look at this website, you can find an area and say, man, I hope this con is still going, and it's canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but at least, you know, we can try yeah. to keep it up to date so everyone can get their own news. Right. So you have a small staff of writers. Um, not everyone's in San Antonio, correct? That's correct. I, I have a writer uh, up in the Ann Arbor area. I have another one out in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I have one in upstate New York. Okay. So tell me, you know, when you get started, somebody is saying, you know what, I could do this. I could, I could um, you know, start a podcast or start a website with all the stuff in it. What are the top, say, five things someone has to have ready before they go live? To go to go live with us or to go live in general? In general. Like they're going to do their own site. Okay. To, well, hmm, that, that's quite the question. To do a website, <laughs> a, a news website, uh, the, the first thing you have to have is a – well, I guess it's the same for if, a, a podcast or well, really anything you try to do is you have to have a vision. What are you trying yeah. to accomplish? Do you want – to inform? Do you want to educate? Do you want to entertain? Do you want to uh, have something designed for speed? Uh, what, what is it that, that you're looking to do? What is the overall goal? Like, like Stephen Covey says, you have to begin with the end in mind. Uh, by the right. time it's all said and done, you've got everything built, what am I going to be looking at? So you've got to have your vision. So don't, you don't just you know, rush off to GoDaddy or something like that and, and say, okay, you know, I am launch. Well, great. Yes. But, you know, 
<laughs> what is it? So that vision's got to be the, the first thing. The second thing you got to have, you got to have partners. You've got to have people that will go in with you because this is if you're going to watch a major endeavor like this, if you're going to do something truly remarkable like a news website, then yeah, you can't do it alone. That was something I, I yeah. learned the hard way on my radio show was you know, we had tremendous ambitions. We just didn't have the, the inner support to, to pull off that vision. So get get mm-hmm. some partners, get some friends, get some, some crewmates, and uh, make sure that everyone's on the same page. Uh, see, that's only two things, 40%. Ooh. Third thing you've got to have <laughs> if you're going to pull off a, a news website or a, a podcast is you've got to have a social media footprint. And I mean in a big way. There's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, and everything you post has to has to be. Uh, let's say, let's just use Geek News Now as an example. Geek News Now wants you to know about blank. Uh, follow us okay. on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us here. Ba ba da ba da ba da ba da. Everything's got to be about that social media footprint. Because the larger it grows, the larger your credibility grows, and the larger your footprint grows, which means businesses will start to pay attention to you because that brings me to number four. Yes, number four, you got to have yeah. money. <laughs> you don't right. have to have $100,000 sitting around, uh, you know, like we all do. Um, but you, you do have to be able to put something into an advertising budget. You do need to uh, have an incentive program for your writers. Uh, the mm-hmm. volunteering is nice, but everybody also you know, doesn't mind getting a little cheddar cheese thrown their way. So you just need to have sure. some money available for that. And that's where these sponsors come in, these advertisers. And once your website gets 1,000 hits, okay, that's cute. But once you get 30,000 hits, oh, okay, well, that makes me sit up and, and take a little more notice. So, sure. that's, uh, so that's one, two, three, four. The fifth thing you have to have if you're going to – uh, launch a news website and or a podcast is patience. You are not <laughs> yes. going to become a sensation overnight. The only person on the planet who could launch a website or a podcast and get one million hits overnight would probably be Black Widow, and that'd be about it. <laughs> okay. Charles <laughs> Johansson could do it. I don't think anybody else probably. Maybe Tom Hiddleston, because the ladies love Tom Hiddleston for some reason. Um, but they do. That would they be do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he does look good in a suit. I'll admit that much. And of course, the British accent kind of helps. But um, yeah, just patience. You are not going to carve a mountain overnight. You you got to have that patience to get to a hundred likes, to get to a hundred followers, to get to a hundred views. Uh, and then you can right. look back in a year and say, man, remember when we hit our, our hundredth, our first hundredth like, and now we're sitting on you know, 10,000 or however many. Just got to have that patience right. going forward. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, you can have this article where you're thinking, oh, like, everyone's going to want to see this. And then it just, there's crickets. And then there's some other article that doesn't seem like it's got much teeth to it, but it's me, it's informative. And then it just goes viral. So there's sometimes there's never any rhyme or reason for it. There's, I have a perfect example of that. So I wrote an April Fool's Day joke uh, of an article, and it was teasing that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were going to get back together and direct a Star Wars movie. 
and right. I had I had pictures of them together, and the article was written up, and man, I thought this thing was going to go viral like crazy because Star Wars fans have been clamoring for some type of George Lucas return in some way, shape, or form. So I thought this was going to go sure. nuts, and it landed with a giant thud. So I was like, oh, okay, that's a yep. bummer. And so I look at what's the what's the next post on my timeline. It's somebody asking, did you guys know? Wait, hold on. What was it? Um, it was a question. It was so mundane. Oh, did did you guys know that the same actor who played Django Fett also played the clones? Yeah, <laughs> and, and he has yeah. like two hundred and something comments. And I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> the movie is eighteen years old, and it says it in the movie. How did you get there? <sighs> Sometimes life is just like that. It, it just is. It is. But the important thing it is, is. Even, even if you get if you get one share, one like, one view, or if you get a hundred thousand, at least you're writing. You're building up a portfolio, a resume. You're getting your name out there. You don't get frustrated. You just shrug your shoulders and move on to whatever you're writing next. Right. And one of the things that I want to, I would add though, with your, with you talking about setting up your website and wanting to accomplish, no matter what you do, if it's small or if it's like a, you know, full frontal, whatever, it has to be professional. So know how to actually spell there, there, and there, and no correct punctuation <laughs> and, you know, cite things appropriately and do your homework. And I mean, yeah, don't, um, don't don't look over things that um, that could easily discredit you very quickly. So, and I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah, it, it's a it's a struggle at times uh, because you have people who may have never written anything beyond high school, and they yeah they want to write so badly they want to write, but they come up with headlines like Star Wars is fun. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Star Trek Picard is good. Okay, let's rework this a little bit here, shall we? And you, yeah. you train them, you, you, you teach them up to uh, to AP writing styles and, and and get them to write in complete sentences. And one of my biggest pet peeves, and if any of my writers are listening now or in the future. I've probably talked to you about this once or twice, is that they like to start their sentences with conjunctions. They, they start yes. up, um, you know, Steven Spielberg is one of the greatest directors of all time, period. And he also wrote this, this, and this. And I'm, and I'm just like beating my head up against the wall. Just stop it, please. Please stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, because it, it's, a, it's a conversational style. They've been speaking it with their friends in such a way that now they they try to translate that into writing, and it just doesn't work that way. But uh, you know, they're an excellent group of writers that have really come a long way, and I, I'm I'm pretty proud of the progress they've made. Yeah, they are. They're tremendous, and you know, I don't just say that because um, I mothered one of them. But you know, that's just that's just <laughs> me. So uh. well. <laughs> Okay, let me put it this way. Most of them are pretty good writers. I won't name names. Yeah. Though. No, oh, no, no. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, you're rotten. Okay. Um, so what is your favorite thing to cover for Geek News Now? Ooh. Um, 
like my favorite genre, I guess, would be ooh. Sure. Well, I mean, Star Wars is just so hot right now, and and it has been for for almost a decade since the Disney buyout in, in 2012. Um, but I, I actually think I like covering DC more because okay. there's so much, there is drama and controversy and, you know, is Robert Pattinson going to be a great Bruce Wayne and Batman? And are we going to get Henry Cavill back as Superman? And what is Wonder Woman going to do? And what about these DC TV shows that are, that are really good? And there's just so much to cover there where, whereas with Star Wars, it, it's, like almost everything now is torches and pitchforks. There's just there, Star Wars can do no right at this point with their fan base. If they put out a, a great animated series, well, it's too cute. Right. We want something for the adults. You put out something for the adults, and they shred it because A, B, and C. It, it's really right. uh, I, I feel bad for for Kathleen Kennedy over at Lucasfilm because they. <laughs> they just can't please uh, the majority of their fans right now. So I, I actually like covering DC. I, I, I like seeing where they came from, which they, they had some real disasters of movies like Suicide Squad and Batman versus Superman, and now they're starting to pick yeah. things up. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where they go with all of this. It's interesting you bring that up because uh, the, the fan, we have Disney+, Plus, and it was a couple of nights ago, and, the, and I was trying to – you know, see, let's watch this movie. And we were watching Stargate, one of the uh, in the first season. And the kids were like, "Okay, well now I want to watch Dumbo," which I've never, ever, ever, ever liked that show. Um, but it was the new one, you know, the live action. So Ooh. we put it on, and I'm just, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, oh, "I don't like it." I, as a mother, it distresses me tremendously to watch this movie. Um, and so I'm watching it, and then I was, I was saying, wait a minute. And I started putting it together in my head. I said, huh, so let's see. Michael Keaton is in a movie with Danny DeVito, and they're both being directed by Tim Burton. Batman, too. <laughs> where, where is Michelle? Where's Michelle Piper when you need her? I know. And, and the kids were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, you don't understand. You know, it was just, it was very, it was very cool, actually. And they kind of played <laughs> the same kind of people, you know, in it. Um, it, it was, it was, it was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, wow. Um, yeah, but the, I mean, the, the seeing all the, and the, and the live action, the live action movies in general have been so disappointing. Ugh, man. It's I, well, I just, I just I don't just, like the story of Dumbo at all. So, yeah, uh, it's not my favorite. Yeah. yeah, it's just so sad. You know, in the original, I was talking to the kids about it. I was like, there's so many things wrong with this movie. I just can't even start. Um, yeah, so that, that it, was, it, I, I think Walt was going through kind of a dark period at that time. Like George Lucas <laughs> did an interview, and he was talking about, somebody asked him why Temple of Doom was just so dark and, and depressing and just, yeah. Dark is the best way to put it. And he said, well, I was going through a divorce at the time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah makes total sense. It really was bizarre. It, it's funny because I was showing the kids, I've shown the kids Indiana Jones, the first one, and then the third Good. one. <laughs> no, I just skipped the middle. Is what it is. Oh, no, right? no. Show so, so Temple of Doom, but show it right before bedtime. I'm sure that'll go over real well. <laughs> Awesomely, yes. It was. It will be fabulous. <laughs> yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark is just one of those just classic films. And if you look at 
if you, it's not fair at all to compare Raiders of the Lost Ark to Dumbo, but I'm going to do it anyway because why not? Okay. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a very simple, very straightforward story with characters you can easily identify with and point out what their motivations are. Right. Dumbo is not a simple – the live action anyway – is not a simple story. I don't know who to root for. I'm not sure who the bad guy is. I'm not sure who the good guys are. The child actors just kill me. They're so bad. And the story just kind of meanders, and it has too many characters and not enough characters at the same time. It's, very, it's a very stressful story. story. Yeah, it's a very stressful story. I mean, basically, a, a have, child. You know, yeah, Danny DeVito is trying to save his circus, but then he sells his circus. He's trying to take care of his troop, but he's also kind of a jerk about it. So I'm not sure who he is. Colin Farrell right. has to deal with the loss of his arm, the loss of his wife. He has to deal with his kids. So I'm going to assume he's the protagonist, but the kids at the same time, the kids are kind of also protagonists, but they got to deal with the loss of their mom. They got to deal with his dad coming home with only one arm, and the fact that it's the Great Depression and nobody's having a good time. Then you have to deal with, uh, let's see. So then Colin, uh, Colin Farrell. Then Michael Keaton is kind of the bad guy, except he's got a motivation to be the bad guy because he's trying to save his theme park, which has been his dream. So he's not really the bad guy, but he's kind of the bad. You see where I'm going with this is that it's yeah. all there's too many I things know going who on. To against, whereas Indiana Jones. That's a bad guy. That's a bad guy. That's a good guy. Punch someone in the face, and we all go home happy. And we're good, and we love it. That's yeah. It. Well, it's fun to see like those movies because Alfred Molina—that was his very first role. Was um, yeah. at the very That's beginning the awesome of Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because um, my my sister-in-law absolutely loves Raiders, and she loves Alfred Molina. And I was laughing with her one day. I said, well, you know, he was in um, what his first role was. And um, she said, no. And all I did was mimic him mimicking Indy as he's trying to figure out how heavy the idol is. (laughs) And um, she was like, no way. She knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. And I, I, that's what's so fun about a site like yours because people are like, oh, remember? And they have these wonderful conversations about, oh, and I remember this, and this movie was cool, or that movie was terrible. And we, I mean, and that's what we need so desperately right now um, is just good news and, and fun stuff to talk about. Um, so tell me with, and this is just kind of a, a kind of a looping back around to something. Did you ever, when you were going through all this and watching all the different universes and everything, did you ever anticipate at some point that we would see Disney owning MCU and Star Wars? I didn't see them owning both. Uh, I knew, well, I could see it back in the day. Uh, I knew it was it was possible. I even surmised that they might go out and get James Bond. Because the the mm, licenses were coming due, and they certainly had the cash on hand to purchase the license, so I, I thought they might make a run at that as well. But I, I I knew they had they had Marvel, and that was great and terrific and all. And I knew they had a strong relationship with Lucas and Star Wars in general. I mean, they'd had the Star mm-hmm. Wars weekends out, out at the the Disney parks, and you know, they right. they worked together before. So I, I I could see it happening. 
I didn't think it would. I didn't think George would sell for so cheap. He sold it for two billion dollars in Disney stock, which I'm sure he held on to, and for two sure. billion dollars in cash, which he donated to his own educational uh, charity. So right. that was it. Four billion dollars for which uh, I know only four billion dollars, but for Star Wars, it seemed kind of kind of low to me. But you know, they they certainly made that back, no problem. Right. Right. And it's, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. You're like, oh, okay. And, and we went to Universal a couple of years ago, and they had um, all these different, you know, you have all these, it's, it's, it's rather disjointed, Universal, because when you go to Disney, you know everything's Disney, and it's all under that umbrella. Whereas when you go to Universal, there's, you know, Men in Black, and then there's Harry Potter, and there's Jurassic Park, and there's Jaws, and there's, you know, and nothing really is related so it's all kind of scattered in mentally as you're walking around the park. But then you also have, which I didn't realize, you have entertainment rights all sliced up. So you can, let's say, you can uh, buy Wolverine memorabilia at Universal, but there can't be any, like, character meet and greets at Universal with Wolverine. Like, everything's really super sliced up. So that yeah, buying... They have the yeah. Spider-Man ride, but it can't be the Spider-Man from the MCU. He's got to be the the Sony Universal Spider-Man. So all the content when you go on right. the Spider-Man ride, you know it's not Spider-Man Far From Home. It's the Spider-Man like from the animated series from the uh, from the nineties mm-hmm. and two thousands. So it, it's mm-hmm. I, I swear there there are lawyers who have gotten very rich slicing and dicing and saying, okay, you can have this, but you can't have that. You can have this for two years and six months, but with an option for another six months if you blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's, it's just crazy what, what it is that they, that they put together. And Disney parks are going to start almost feeling that way. You're going to have Tomorrowland, but you're going to have a Tron ride in Tomorrowland. You're going to have – uh, Epcot, but you're going to have Epcot with a, with another Tron ride as well. They're going to do, or I'm sorry, it's going to have Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be at Epcot. They're going to have a ride out there. Right. Uh, right. Star Wars Land is in Hollywood Studios, you know, not too far from where the Muppets are. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, that's right. They own the Muppets it's, it's too. Mm-hmm. They own the Muppets as well. They put on a great Muppet 3D show. I love that show every time I go. Uh, but yeah, it, it's all. It's going to feel a little bit disjointed out, out there as well now as they absorb more and more properties. Uh, to date, mm-hmm. uh, well, we, let, let's throw this year's box office out the window just because uh, it's just going to be a mess. But as of 2019, right. Disney had, I believe it was almost 40% of the domestic box office gross. Was, it, was, it was a Disney film. They're getting ready to crank wow. out something like – I think in 2021, I think I counted this right, they're going to release 21 movies, uh, either animated, live action, Star Wars, Marvel, or, or Pixar. They're going to have 21 mm-hmm. movies come out in 2021. So that's a movie every other week basically, almost, every three weeks. Almost two to three weeks. Almost every other week, and if and if it, they only average those twenty-one movies, only average two hundred million dollars. Yeah, I, I think the math speaks for itself, and that doesn't include, you know, the, the Marvel blockbuster that'll make a billion dollars, or the remake that'll make a billion dollars, or something like that. So you can, right. you know, just kind of average it out a different way. But I mean, they're they're just going to kill the box office 
uh, domestically speaking, going forward, it's going to be all Disney all the time. Mhm. Mhm. I know. And it's interesting because my understanding, and I don't know how, we have like three minutes left, and I'll tell it fast. I don't know how valid all of this is, but apparently J.K. Rowling was in talks with Disney for days um, about the Harry Potter uh, edition, and they just never, ever came to an agreement. Um, and the rumor was that she was so frustrated that she drove over to Paramount or Universal and went to the front and said, I'd like to speak to, you know, the president of, of Universal. I'm J.K. Rowling, and within 24 hours she had everything she wanted. So, um, and I, there's probably some, you know, validity to some of that, but apparently she has say over every single bit of that Harry Potter world, and she can, you know, she's, she can pull it anytime she wants. So, um, yeah, but very tight range of the licensing, from what I understand, including yeah. th- this. I heard is I, I never got this confirmed or denied, so let's just leave it there. That she herself worked on the butterbeer recipe at Universal Studios. Huh. I could see that. Alleged, allegedly, she was in on it. I, I can't confirm that, but uh, I can see it. She has a very tight reign based on her tweets alone. She's been tweaking mm-hmm. the canon here and there, and she can do that. She is the George yep. Lucas of Harry Potter. If, if George Lucas wants to come out and say that Obi-Wan Kenobi has six toes on his right foot and that's just how it is, then that's just how it is. And J.K. Rowling that's can do the same how thing. That's how it is. She can. She can. And it's interesting to see how far out she potentially plotted all this. I mean, it's just – I think that she's very clever in what she's doing, so – um, more power to her on that one. Myself and, I mean, the idea of writing something that expansive all at once, like she knew how yeah. everything was going to end when she sat down to write the first book, that's mind-numbing to me. I, I don't know how she could do that, but more power to her. Yeah. I have friends like that. They, I mean, they can plot just tremendously, and I just sit there and go, man, I just wanted to, I just have this one scene. I'm just going to build from that. <laughs> it's like, okay, I have butter. <laughs> What can I make with this? Exactly. <laughs> so, well, I have this idea for well, a thank you. character. <laughs> That's about it. Yes. That's all. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate you. You betcha. Thanks for having me on, and uh, have me back anytime. I think this is, this is just awesome. Thank you so much. If you're listening, this is Readers Entertainment Radio. I'm Patricia W. Fisher. I was talking to David Gramellion, the founder of Geek News Now. You can find geeknewsnow.net online, and I will have links to the write-up of the show. So if you love anything for um, Star Wars, the MCU, and uh, getting your geek news, you can look there for geeknewsnow.net. And thank you again for tuning in, and keep on reading, everybody. We'll see you next time. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions www.cosproductions.com Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle.